Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. Today we are going to study the book of Ezra chapter 10, thus completing this very interesting um, and unfortunately often overlooked book of Ezra. If you recall in chapter 9, we uh, read about how Ezra was informed that many of the people who had settled, many of the uh, Judeans and the Jewish people who had settled in the land of, of Judah before Ezra's arrival had begun to intermarry and take wives um, from the um, local population, um, many of whom were still uh, worshipping idols and practicing the practices of the local population, worshipping the local gods and so on. And because Ezra was so concerned about um, how this would uh, corrupt the people and bring their hearts away from God and, 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 and bring their hearts back to idol worship, and they, they, this seemed like they were following the, unfortunately the same patterns that their forefathers during the time of the first temple had followed. Ezra was very concerned. Ezra prayed to God. Ezra, Ezra lamented the, the fact, and we read Ezra's prayers to God in chapter 9. So chapter 10 begins with a very distraught Ezra, one who feels almost hopeless. Um, you know, this, this type of behavior had led to such destruction before, and now they're just going back to their same old ways. Um, and the people around him were also um, uh, in, you know, influenced uh, very much by Ezra's sadness. The people with him, as we read about in chapter 10, verse 1, And as Ezra was praying, and as he was um, confessing before God, and he was crying and fallen in front of God, uh, God's house, in front of the Holy Temple, love me, Israel. Many of the Jewish people gathered uh, near him and gathered around him. Call Rav Maod, a great congregation group of people, Anashim v'Nashim v'Ladim, men, women, and children. This is very interesting because the verse, and we'll see and understand why as we study the entire community, the women and children and the men, families, families. Remember that. Take note of that because this is important gathered around him because the nation was crying a lot of crying I want to remind you that of the tradition which we had mentioned when we studied Malachi and I mentioned it several times as we studied Ezra and that is is that um, that uh, the, the tradition uh, of the rabbis is, is that Ezra and Malachi were one and the same Malachi the final prophet and Ezra the first rabbi as we've used that term when we, as we studied Ezra we're one and the same. And this episode here, of all of the people gathered and crying, one, of course we'll understand that people were crying over their sins, but it also emphasizes the marriages, the families, the children. <clears throat> and the, the potential for broken families was what made the people cry. In case... Um, it ha isn't as clearly explicated here in Ezra, but if we were go back to Malachi, and we recall, which was the same episode as Ezra himself, as Malachi, um, as the prophet said in Malachi chapter two, Malachi chapter two, 
the people <clears throat> we now I, I want to read this to you so that you fully understand it <clears throat> chapter 2 verse 10 the people are crying hello the people are crying out to to Malachi slash Ezra um, we all have the same father all of us in other words us and our Gentile wives hello we were all created by the same God we're all human beings why should one man rebel against the other? Um, in, in such a way that we would be, be, be uh, disrupting the covenant that we made with our forefathers. In other words, the people are saying, we're all family, we're all together, we're all human beings. We love each other, we're all together on this. Why is this such a terrible thing on the one hand? And why is it that this is breaking the covenant with our forefathers? And then, and we, and when we studied Malachi, we then understood Ezra's answer to them was Bagda Yehuda, of Yisrael. The reason why this is bad, and the reason why this is such a terrible thing that's being done, something that's this abomination that's being done in Israel of Yerushalayim, because Yehuda, the people of Judah, have have um, defiled the the um, the holy God. Um, that he it loves and they are living with daughters of a foreign god in other words the issue is of course of course we were all created by one god of course of course we're all human beings of course god does not like this breaking up of families the problem is it's the problem is is that these women have maintained their attachments to those other gods right this is the problem that Ezra answered them. And once the people bring into their home a woman who is, uh, uh, who is still worshipping other gods, then then God should, may he destroy this, uh, cut him, this person off from God. May his, his, his offerings be not accepted before God and so on. And Ezra, as Malachi, emphasized this there where he stated, if you recall, God hates it when one a man has to divorce his wife and one sends his wife out. In other words, God does not like this. And, and therefore, in the verse before that, in verse 15, and same thing in the chapter of Malachi, it says, I want you to be careful with your spirits. I do not want you to um, to rebel against the wife, the woman who you love, the woman who you married as a youth. So this is the issue, and and, and also in verse fourteen, Alma, you're asking me why? You're asking me why is this bad? It is God who is testifying between you and between the woman who you married, because you have rebelled against her. She is your beloved. She is the wife with whom you made a covenant of marriage. So in other words, the point here is, is that what does it mean that God has borne witness? The point that Ezra and Malachi, as the same person, is stating is that the problem here is, is that this love exists. Yes, this common humanity exists. But when one of them, uh, the person has a completely different set of values, and is worshiping idols, and is practicing the abominable and corrupt practices of idol worship, this is the issue when you bring such a person into your home 
and you develop these relationships with someone who will bring you astray from God. So be careful. Make sure that she, she, and because everything is from the male perspective here, that she. But of course, it would go the other way around as well. Uh, if it's a woman, make sure that he has that at least shares that basic value that that so that the so that the love can endure a positive love a, a love that brings fulfillment to this family and now so in other words it is not an issue of of racism so to speak it's not an issue of she happens to be a daughter of the other nation that's not the problem in fact we saw in Ezra if you recall going back to um chapter 6 verse 21 in Ezra we saw that Ezra himself when he described the celebrations of the people when they brought the first Passover sacrifice in the second temple these very same people um, looking at verse 21 it says over there and look at that be careful with that language that that the I'm sorry, the people of Israel who had returned from the exile ate of the Paschal lamb together with that all of those and and all of the commentaries understood this to be referring to and if you look at the context you'll un- understand why all of those of the nations of the land who separated themselves from the defiled ways of the lands and then converted Lidrosh and went to search out and, and to join the people of God, to join the people of God, the God of Israel. So in other words, many of the people of the land did convert to Judaism and were accepted and were part of this, of those who came and worshipped at the temple. Now remember that language because we're going to refer to that many times as we study chapter 10. So what happens? Ezra now is here. Ezra is crying. These families are crying. They're sad and, 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 and this is just an awful thing. This, uh, they're thinking we're going to have to uh, separate from our wives, from our children. This, this, uh, remember that dialogue that we just read in Malachi. The people are crying but we're all members of one family. And then Ezra explained to them the problem, the problem is, is that is 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 if, if the value system. So there is hope. What's the hope? Look, verse two. Vayan Shechania ben Yechiel. Shechania, the son of Yechiel, answered, "Mibne Elam." He was from the children of Elam, from that family of Elam. Vayomer Ezra, He said to Ezra, "Anachnu ma'alnu ve'loheinu." It is us. We are the ones who rebelled against our God. Vanoshev. Now this is a very crucial word here. Vanoshev, and we have, from the word of Shev, meaning to settle in, to reside with. And, and it's a word here that means powerful, to settle into the family, into our families. And, and this, is gonna, this, this word, the Shin Vet, as the Shoresh is going to repeat itself numerous times throughout this chapter. The emphasis is on the Nashim Nachrios, the foreign women who have settled into our families, Me'ame Aretz, from the nations of the land. And this language, Vanoshev, is the opposite of the other word that I told you to look out for and to continue to look out for. That is the Nivdalu, that is the separate themselves from. Back in where I quoted from, from chapter 6, the the um, we talked about the people from the Amearites that were nivdalu that separated themselves 
away from those to'evot, those abominations, those idolatrous practices. And then, and on the flip side, here we have women that were noshev. The people did the opposite. They settled these women into their families. Vi'ata, however, Shechanya is now talking to Ezra. Ezra is distraught. Ezra has basically almost given up hope. So therefore, Shechanya says, Vi'ata, and now... Don't worry, Ezra. Yesh mikveli Israel alzos. There is hope for the people of Israel regarding this issue. There is hope. There is hope. It is fascinating that he chooses the language mikveh, mikveh, which is also famously the mikveh, and and some of the um, the commentaries, the Rabbag among them point this out, that there is a way to purify ourselves. Mikveh is a language of hope, which is clearly the primary meaning, but it's not coincidental that he chooses this, the people can be purified. We can purify ourselves of this sin. And this purification is also a process that people go through when they convert to Judaism, when they are nivdal, when they separate themselves from the uh, idol worship and then join the people of Israel. The Atta and now, Nichros Bris, let us make a covenant with our God. This making a covenant again reminds us, Shechania is reminding us of the Bris when the people of Israel made at Sinai. They made a covenant with God and had a process of mikveh, a process of conversion, a process of separating themselves from foreign gods and attaching themselves to God. And how will we do this? We will get rid of, we will separate ourselves from the, all those women, and those children by the advice of God himself. And those who are fearful b'mitzvah Eloheinu is interesting we use a term that has has modern connotations and meaning but here it's one of those few places in Tanakh where we find this word to mean those who are in fear of the commandments of God that want to listen and we will do as the Torah commands us in other words we can purify ourselves we can re-enter a new covenant with God and we will send away those women who are have remained attached to their idols and the children that are with them because as we shall see later also the children always go with the mother now here is something fascinating that I would like to point out I, I told you to pay attention to that word vanoshev the language of noshev and we're going to see it repeated several times um uh uh, but I want to point out another place where we find this term used, and that is in the book of Ruth, 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 the book of Ruth. If we look at the book of Ruth, chapter 2, we find this term repeated over and over again. Actually, I'm sorry, verse chapter 1. We find this term over and over again, and where we have Ruth, we have Ruth joining the Jewish people. And, and we have the word shuv, lashuv, over and over and over again. So let's start with verse 7 in chapter 1 in Rus. Here we have Rus is going with her mother-in-law. Rus and um, Arpa are now going with the mother-in-law Naomi as, as Naomi is returning to the land of Israel. 
so she has her two uh, daughters-in-law, and she says, Lechna shovna isha levesima. The simple translation is go and return, each woman return to your mother's house, go back to those nations. Shovna meaning, but it also means go settle with them, rejoin them, right? But then they answer again in verse 10, what do they respond? No, we are going to return. Now this here cannot mean return. They, Rus and Arpa have never been uh, members of the Jewish people, but they say, no, we want to go and join your nation. And then the, 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 it goes back and forth, and Naomi then says, I want you to go return over there, go back to your people. Again, that language, shovna, we see it repeated over and over again. Again in verse in 15, go back to your, each one of you should go back to your nation, to your gods. Right? Uh, again, the language, uh, Shuvi. And again, in verse 16, it's over and over again, Lashuv Me'achach. We see this language repeated over and over again. It's not for nothing that Ezra is choosing this language when he's talking about the people of the land that have now, uh, um, um, uh, uh, have now settled into the Jewish homes, but this time they have not separated themselves. As we see in chapter 10, when Boaz, I'm sorry, in chapter 2, when Boaz speaks to Rus, he tells her something really important. He says to her in verse 11, Who gave who God Lee, it has been told to me everything that you have done, after your husband died, you have abandoned your family and your land. In other words, you've abandoned your customs, and then you have come to join this new nation of yours. In other words, you have abandoned them and you have been shoved and you have settled in here. And again, he uses a land over there. Um, um, uh, 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 where, where Rus says, V'yanochi nachriyah, right? I am a stranger. Boaz says, no, you are not a nachriyah. You are not a stranger because you have left. You have ta'azvi avich v'himech and then come and join this new nation. However, over here, what we have is people that have not abandoned their gods and then joined the Jewish people by marrying into the Jewish people. This is the problem here, and this, these, this is the issue here. So, in verse 4, Ezra says, Kum, uh, um, if that's, um, I'm sorry, Ezra is not speaking here. This is still, um, this is still, um, um, uh, Shechania speaking, when he's still giving Ezra encouragement, and he says, Kum, I, get up, stop this crying, stop with your face down, there's hope, there is a plan, there is something we can do, exactly what his plan is, We're going, obviously he stated, we are going to separate ourselves from the women and children whom are, who remain nachrio, to remain strangers, but we can do this, Kum, I need you to get up, Ezra, Ki hadavar. it is your responsibility, you're the leader here, but we're with you. Get strong and do it. This is fascinating. Ezra is here, has already established himself as the leader, but he is—he lost hope, and it took an, a, one of the, a, one of the leaders of the people who has really just welcomed Ezra. Remember, Ezra was a newcomer, and he said, and he needs to give Ezra strength, and says, "No, 
we can do this, Ezra. We need you to get up, act as a leader, stop the crying, stop the praying, and do. Chazak say, get up and do. This is classic, classic Judaism. You can pray, you can cry, but the bottom line is chazak say. You need to get up and do. If you don't get up and do, all the prayer, all the crying is useless, means nothing. And then immediately, verse 5, Vayokam Ezra, Ezra gets up. Vayashba et halvihim. And he had all of the leaders of the Kohanim, of the priests, Halavim, and of the Levites, the Chol Yisrael, and the leaders of all of the Judeans, in other words, all the families, La'asos Kadavar that they are going to do this. They are going to get this done. Vayishaveu, and they all swore. So Vayokam Ezra Milifnei Beis Ezra got up from the temple, and it's great to go to synagogue and get down and pray, but sometimes action is necessary. Get out of the synagogue, go to the streets, and do what needs to be done. So Vayelech Elishkasi Yochanan ben El Yoshiv. He went to the to the uh, room of Yochanan ben El Yoshiv. Vayelech Sham, and he went there. Lechem lo achal ma'im loshasa. He was still fasting. He had not eaten bread or drank water. Kimis abel al me'alach golabik al ma'alach golab because he was mourning over the rebelliousness of those that were uh, had um, returned from exile and resettled in the land. Vayaviru kol So Ezra said, "Okay, we got to get all the people together." Vayaviru kol An announcement went out in all of Judah, all of Judea, and Jerusalem. to all of the people that had returned from exile. The They all must gather in Jerusalem so we can set out the plan. And if you don't come within the next three days, as the leadership. Uh, all of the officers and the elders had had advised Yoharam all of his property will be confiscated Badel and he will be separated Mikahalagola. He will be separated from this community of returnees of from exile. So that's the end of verse eight. There's a lot left for us to study in this chapter. I'm gonna stop here um, and we're gonna finish the chapter uh, in ten B next time. But I, I, and I'm going to continue pointing out a lot of these points so that we can fully understand what's really going on here in this last chapter of Ezra, which I think is um, a really, really important and a really deep lesson, uh, and will really go to the heart of 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 both intermarriage and conversion, both both what it means to join the Jewish people and be a part of it, and what it means to to not. Um, Contaminate, so to speak, oneself by by bringing in people into your family that have share a completely different set of values. And we're going to also go to the heart of this issue of isn't uh, the opposition to intermarriage racism? Um, and and which is a question and an accusation many would ask. And some would point to this chapter of Ezra as sounding somewhat racist, asking them to. To um, but but remember what I pointed out from Malachi that the issue is not a racial issue. The issue is those that have maintained their idolatrous ways. However, those that convert, those that are brought in, as we saw Ezra himself in chapter six, when Ezra wrote this book, he wrote about those that separated themselves from their gods and converted to Judaism. Lidros Hashem were welcomed with open arms. Into into the into the temple, and were welcomed to join in the feast of the Paschal sacrifice 
when the when the when the new temple was was uh, was formed. We're going to continue this next time. Thank you so much for studying chapter ten a together. Looking forward to studying chapter ten b and completing this book of Ezra together.